0: What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. I appreciate everyone who's been tuning in for these Spotify episodes as well as tuning in for my live sessions on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please go follow me on Instagram at English Encore Podcast, all one word. I'd greatly appreciate it. Help me get up to 200 followers if you can. If you didn't get the chance to watch any of my previous live sessions, you can click on the IGTV section of the profile and you'll see them all there. Some really great content. And then the link to my Spotify is also in the description of that page. So please go give that a follow and share it with your family, friends, coworkers, whoever it may be. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy with the coronavirus going on, and I hope we'll get back to a new normalcy here soon. But until then, let's keep talking about some sports. So today, I'm going to be talking about Stefan Diggs and what his impact could be for the Bills and why I actually think his impact is bigger than just helping out Josh Allen. And then I'm going to be diving into if the Sabres had to make a choice between Jeff Skinner and Sam Reinhart. Who would I keep and why? It's getting to that time where, you know, there's a lot going on with the Sabres. Michael's getting frustrated. He might want out in a few years if they can't get things going. He's gone through so many GMs and coaches. And it's kind of one of those that we have brought back so many players from old regimes year after year. It's clearly not worked. And it's getting to where do we have to make a big blow up move? to really propel us in the right direction and I think Reinhardt and Skinner could be at the front of those Eichel's not going to go anywhere Olipson's very young they want to hold on to him Dahlin obviously I know guys like Ristolai and Middlestat have been out there in the trade room but a guy like Reinhardt and Skinner is a definitely a huge move but we're gonna start off with Stephon Diggs so the Bills acquired Stephon Diggs this offseason for a first round fourth fifth and 6 round picks, as well as getting a 7th round pick back from the Vikings with Stephon Diggs. People thought it was a really bad trade, but at the end of the day, when the Bills were on the clock at 22, or would have been on the clock if they kept the pick, the really only good receiver that was left was Justin Jefferson. So to me at that point, the only way the trade would have been bad is if a guy like C.D. Lamb, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs was on the board, which they weren't. They were all gone. Also, those fourth and fifth round picks were picks we had gotten from, you know, trading away guys like Wyatt Teller for conditional picks. So, really, to me, it was a win for the Bills. You're talking about a guy who's played in a minimum of 13 games in all five years that he's been in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings. Last year, he had 63 catches at a career-best 1,130 yards receiving and six touchdowns in 2018. He had 149 targets in which he had 102 catches for 1,021 yards and nine touchdowns. He's also a guy that's just been around the league. He's played in a lot of playoff games. So he's going to bring that veteran presence to the Bills locker room. And he really bolsters a receiving core that's took some major strides since Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have taken over the Bills. We're talking about their first year here. You know, when they make the playoffs, they have Zay Jones, Andre Holmes, Deontay Thompson, Kelvin Benjamin, all those guys. And then last year, you change it to John Brown, Cole Beasley, Duke Williams. You add Dawson Knox, a tight end. Isaiah McKenzie is kind of a gadget receiver. Robert Foster. And now you add Stephon Diggs. You add Gabe Davis in the draft. You add Isaiah Hodgins. It's a really great receiving core for the Bills. One of the probably premier receiving groups in the league obviously teams like tampa bay who has chris godwin and mike evans you look at atlanta with kelvin ridley julio jones but as far as the bills receiving core goes you could make an argument that they're a top five receiving core just based on what each of their receivers is going to do and that's where i think stefan Diggs makes a huge impact I think he actually might have a bigger impact on his other teammates than he will just for Josh Allen. Because you look at the Bills receivers from last year. You look at Cole Beasley. He's coming off a career year, 778 yards, 6 touchdowns on 67 receptions. You look at John Brown, 72 receptions for 1,060 yards, his first 1,000-yard season as a receiver, and 6 touchdowns. So those are going against, you have John Brown going against every team's number one. Cole Beasley in the slot had to play a little bit outside because they really didn't have that third guy. You know, Duke Williams had a few nice games down the stretch of the season. He really wasn't their third guy. Robert Foster was injured most of the year. Didn't really do what he did his rookie year when people thought he was going to be that go-to guy. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, like I said, is more of a gadget, reverse, short yardage type receiver. And then Dawson Knox was good at tight end but had a lot of drops. So what adding Stephon Diggs does is now Diggs is going to be having all those matchups against the Gilmores, the Byron Joneses of the world, you know, the Haywards on the Chargers, all these guys. You're talking about John Brown now coming off of a career year with 72 catches and over 1,000 yards. He's going to get every team's number two receiver now. And we saw last year when John Brown came to Buffalo, everyone just said he's a speed guy, he's a deep threat he showed in Buffalo that he's not just a deep guy. He can run the short intermediate routes. He can run comebacks. He can run goes. He can run screens. He can even throw the ball. He can do so many things than just go deep. And I think the offense is going to open up so much more for Josh because of Diggs. Because Diggs is one of the most premier route runners in the NFL. He's going to get open early and often in man-to-man coverage. He has the ability to go deep. But I think John Brown will have a lot more deep opportunities because of being lined up against the number two corners, and you know that against some of the weaker teams that they're going to have to give safety help over the top on Stephon Diggs, and it opens up the slot more in the intermediate game and short routes in the middle of the field for a guy like Cole Beasley, and he's going to have a lot more red zone one-on-one opportunities which is going to be great for the Bills. I think that helps a lot for him and Dawson Knox, especially in the red zone when they're probably going to try to clamp down on Diggs, double coverage him, Knox, Beasley are going to get a lot more one-on-one with linebackers, slot corners. And I think those are matchups the Bills are easily going to take advantage of. Now, when I said the Bills have a chance at being a top five receiving quarter, you could argue it. The reason I say that is because Diggs is a legitimate number one receiver easily it's not really debatable if you ask anyone in the NFL Diggs is a number one receiver I know Adam Thielen was in Minnesota but you could argue that Diggs was better then you look at John Brown last year's first time being a number one receiver at a career year and he was more of kind of a bubble wide receiver one more of a high wide receiver two well now he is that wide receiver two and then you look at Cole Beasley He's one of, if not one of the best slot receivers in the entire league. I know he's getting up there in age, but he's still so crafty at what he does. So just one through three and what they can do. You have Diggs, great route runner, beats one-on-one man coverage. Exactly what Josh needs. John Brown can run every single route on the route tree, has over-the-top deep ability. Josh just has to get better in accuracy and hit them on that. Cole Beasley, surgical in the slot gets open in one-on-ones, especially against the linebackers and slot corners. Kind of the security blanket for Josh Allen. Then you have Devin Singletary. He's great out of the backfield. Zach Moss is going to be a downhill, ground-and-pound guy. You know, Knox, Croft, all those guys are going to be great getting open. You still have Josh's legs, too. And that's another reason why I think Stephon Diggs is so valuable because before Josh, when things break down, he... He did a little bit better last year of holding on to a little longer looking downfield, trying to make a play. It also got him in trouble at the beginning of the season of just trying to throw it downfield to make a play. However, this year, teams know Josh can run. They're going to try to stop him a little bit more, maybe spy him with linebacker, especially some of the more athletic ones in the league on him. But what Stephon Diggs can do, and John Brum, more of a degree Diggs, is when Allen starts running around at the field and is trying to make something happen and things break down and wide receivers kind of have to do things on their own to get open. Diggs is going to be so perfect at that. You saw it so many times in Minnesota where a play breaks down. Kurt Cousins is able to get out of the pocket a little bit and Diggs just either goes deep, cuts a route off, does something to find himself in an open spot and beat the coverage and get first downs. That what This Diggs move shows you that the Bills want to win now and it gives them a chance to be a Super Bowl contender. You know their defense is elite. They added more pieces to that defense in the offseason. Mario Addison, Josh Norman, who I think can get back to being an all-pro corner in this system with Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier. You have Tremaine Edmonds, Miami Milano, still so young, only going to continue to get better. Ed Oliver in his second year. Harrison Phillips coming back. Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy off the edge with AJ Espenza, who he drafted. Then you have an all pro and Travis White with the best safety duo, in my opinion, on the back end, and Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde in the league. The Bills are just a well oiled machine. Then you go out in the offseason, you draft Tyler Bass to compete with Hauschka to improve your kicking game. Bajorquez was on and off last year, but for the most part, he was pretty consistent. Then you go out and add a few special teams guys, like the guy from Pittsburgh and Mankovich who's also a linebacker for you. He's led the league in special teams tackles for a handful of seasons before. So the Bills are in a great place. I think the Stephon Diggs trade really propels the Bills into the top three in the AFC, and it's going to give them an opportunity to compete for Super Bowls here for the next three to four years, even if it is without fans in the stands. I think Stephon Diggs just really gives the Bills that number one receiver they've been Coveting for so long. Really, this is the first time the Bills have had a legit number one wide receiver to me since probably Lee Evans. And that's no disrespect to Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson put up wide receiver one numbers. I just think that he was more of a slot guy, really excelled there, one of the craftiest route runners I've ever seen. Um, almost like a Stefan Diggs type where he can beat you off the line so quickly. But since Lee Evans, we haven't really had that true number one go-to. You could argue Sammy Watkins, but he was never healthy enough. Diggs has played in at least 13 games, as I mentioned, in all five years of his career. So as long as he can continue to do that, if he can play all 16 games, there's no doubt in my mind Diggs is going to be able to have 1,000 yards and six to eight touchdowns, and it's only going to help John Brown Beasley and all the other guys, not to mention Josh should easily be able to put up 28 to 30 touchdowns this year in my opinion i think they want to throw the ball more and then josh will be able to do his thing running as well so now going on to the sabers with sam Reinhart and jeff skinner so as i mentioned touched on a little bit before the sabers are at a point where they have to make that decision of do they want to try to make a big move blow things up just a tiny bit and make a run here with Eichel while he still wants to be here for the short term even though he's signed in for long term he could easily try to force his way out if things don't turn around, especially with all these GM and coaching changes. Do they want to completely try to rebuild or is it bring back a bunch of guys, add a few guys in the off season, hope your prospects develop and win now. So to me, Jeff Skinner and Sam Reinhart, there has to be a conversation there because you have Victor Olofsson who's super young, shown the ability that he could score potentially 40 goals. He was on pace to do so this year if he didn't get hurt. And I think he will do so. His shot is one of the best in the game and i think teams are going to start realizing that in the next few years to come you have jack eichel top 10 player in the nhl you have dalene on the back end so now you have to talk about wrist and, and skinner so the argument for keeping sam reinhart he's only 24 years old he's played six years in the nhl 109 goals 146 assists for 255 points outside of his rookie year he's played 79 games every single year obviously this year is an exception because of covid 2018 he had a career year with 65 points this year he had 22 goals 28 assists for 50 points before the year ended so he's probably on pace to get about 75 points if they would have kept playing the biggest question with sam is can he excel without jack eichel and can he play center he was drafted as a center but we haven't really seen him play that position outside maybe 10 to 15 games throughout his whole career, so it's very hard to determine what his value is because if I'm Sam Reinhardt, I'm walking into Adam's office talking about new contracts saying, listen, you paid Jeff Skinner $9 million last year and he only scored 12 goals this past season, or 14 goals, excuse me. And I'm producing at a high level for, you know, for my career right now, you know, he's at getting towards the peak where he can potentially continue to contend, excuse me, trend upward for the next four or five years, putting up more points. And then he hasn't played enough without Eichel to really make an assumption. There's been times when he hasn't played with Eichel where he struggled, but there's also been times when he's played without Eichel and has excelled. We saw that briefly last year when Eichel missed a few games. And to me, Sam Reinhardt can drive a line more than Jeff Skinner can from the perspective of Sam's a way better passer. He's extremely good in front of the net. And because he has a little bit of that center background, he can drive a line more of than Jeff Skinner because Skinner's more of a wing guy who is okay around the net and will fight for the dirty goals, but can't really push a whole line. Like Reinhardt can. We saw that this year. Jeff was on a bad line, which I don't blame him for having low numbers this year because he's playing with guys like um, uh, Marcus Johansson, and whatnot. But at the same time, you still expect him to put up more points than what he did, even if he was on a line by himself. Then you look at Jeff Skinner, 28 years old, brand new contract. He's going to be here for about seven more years. He's been 10 years in the NHL. 204 goals 175 assists for 379 points in his career he's played in 71 games in 7 out of 10 seasons 30 plus goals four times and this year he only had 14 goals and nine assists for 23 points in 59 games he did deal with an injury for a little bit and then 2018 last year obviously career year 40 goals 23 assists for 63 points He's hit 63 points three separate times in his career, but that is career high. Sam Reinhart already hit 65 points in 2018. He's played four less years. And his first year, you don't even really count because he only played like nine games, so really five years. So in half that time, he's already passed Skinner for points. And, you know, Skinner has the contract, has the term. Is it a fluke year? You know, him getting hurt, um, you know, seemed like kruger didn't really know how to use him same thing without eichel can skinner be that guy and i think if you found a number two center it would get rid of a lot of these issues because i think skinner could excel with someone outside of eichel if they could find a way to get him to puck but the big thing is with the cap situation can the sabers do so and go out and acquire like I, or and dylan cousins be that guy we don't know so to me, if I had to choose one player to keep between Reinhardt and Skinner, I'm going to keep Sam Reinhardt. And the reason is, one, his age, he's four years younger, a lot more time for his career to go, a little bit bigger, doesn't have as much wear and tear on his body, has shown in his career he's been a more healthy player, he's been more consistent than Jeff, I think he's only going to be trending in the right direction. As I mentioned before, he already has more points in one season than Jeff Skinner has in his whole career. Skinner has a better ability at scoring goals, but I think Sam is the more well-rounded player, and he also helps Jack out a lot, and I think he can drive a second line more so than Skinner can. And looking at long-term you need more guys to be driving your other lines than just relying on Eichel's line all the time. In an ideal world, you do keep both, and I think they will, but I think it is time to start having that conversation whether or not you want to keep one or the other. You know, Skinner's locked in long term, whether or not our team will be willing to take on that cap. I doubt it. Reinhardt, it'll be interesting to see what he gets money wise. He's probably a six point five to seven point five million dollar per year player. Could he covet eight to $9 million based on his stats over the past couple of years and what Jeff Skinner has got paid? We don't know. We don't know what new management wants to do. I think it'd be smart of them to keep Reinhardt because if you lose him, that's just another piece you have to fill the hole of. You know, you could put Skinner up with Eichel and, you know, fill that void and help Skinner get back to his goal scoring, but um, it's just something I wouldn't want to get rid of either, but I think it is time to start thinking about those type of conversations and seeing what you could get for a guy like reinhardt in a sign and trade see what you can get for skinner and start having those tough conversations but that's going to do it for today's episode appreciate everyone for tuning in i will be back on friday with another episode i'll be talking about patrick mahomes who just broke the internet pretty much by adam Schefter announcing he is signing a 10-year deal with the kansas city Chiefs. so we'll be talking about that Some other things going on, I will be announcing my live guest for this weekend on Instagram on Thursday this week, so be sure to tune in for that. Appreciate everyone for the support. Hope everyone stays safe and healthy. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I hope everyone will be tuning back in on Friday. This has been English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel.